the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Messy Walk podcast, and happy second week of December. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. So we just finished the series, Sins Christians Ignore That Mess Us Up, and it was a 10-episode series. It was a longer Long series. Long series. Yes, but it was good. It was really good, and if you have not heard it yet, I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. They don't necessarily, the episodes don't really build on each other, so if there's a few that you want to listen ones, yeah. to, right, and you just want to like... And some of them, some of them aren't really good. Right. Like some of them aren't very good at all, but some no, of them are really some good. some of them, I think all of them were really good. I said right as if I agreed with you. I you don't did. agree. I think, I was just like, right, no. So, so Some of them are better than others. Yeah. Like we keep, we keep going back to the gospel. Yes, one, the which gospel I think was, was the first, first one. one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to go back and just pick some that like you feel relate to you or yeah. maybe some things that you're struggling with or trying to work through, definitely go listen to a few of those. Cause like I said, they don't build on each other, but they're all, they all have something different to give. And some of them were my favorites. Some of them were not my favorites, but it doesn't mean that they were bad. <laughs> anyway, so we just some got finished with that, that series. And today we're starting a new series. So let's tell everybody how we landed here. Yes. Do you want me to say or do yeah, you want to say Well, you just start. We're just going to talk. So basically for they this series. They may all tune out completely on what we're going to talk about for right. the next four weeks. Right. Because we're kind of going note free. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to yeah. kind of let the conversation right. flow. So this is a little, we're going about this a little bit so of a different way, too. It might not be very good, too. either. <laughs> <laughs> we're optimistic. We're optimistic about how this is going to go. Half of us is optimistic. Yeah, yeah, Well, I'm optimistic. <laughs> the other, okay. Um, but yeah, so, so how do we land here, Chloe? So today we were meeting. We met. We meet for a few hours before we record the podcast. Most of the time it's the day before, but things just got kind of mixed up this week, so we had to meet the day of. So I walk into Adam's office and we start discussing, okay, what are we about to talk through? Well, it's December. Adam says it's December, but I am not going to talk through Christmas. No, I'm not, I'm talk not talking about Christmas. Who cares to listen to anything about Christmas? Yeah. We're not talking about Christmas. So and I was like, okay, Grinch, so. fair enough. Like, <laughs> We'll just let that be what it is. We won't talk about Christmas. And then we just kind of got stuck on like, we were thinking about this one topic and then we were like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, we, had, we, have, we have a brainstorming sheet kind of of stuff notes that we worked through and then we had a particular topic that we had settled on and we laid the dates out on it a couple of weeks ago and then when we got into talking through it today we were like this this just is not gonna work right right at least not right now it just doesn't feel we might have even referenced what we were about to do on a few episodes ago i'm pretty sure we we did did. so yeah if you heard us say that we were going to talk about um relationships that everybody needs right right? um we're not (laughs) that's not what we're talking about um so we thought we were going to be talking about that and instead we call we did like a phone a friend sort of thing because we were just so stuck yeah sometimes you just got to call for another you know you need you need somebody who's outside of the situation outside of the conversation right to give you a different perspective right you know so so we call somebody our good friend melissa melissa i don't know if she listens to this melissa if you're listening to this right now she better you rock yeah What's wrong Rude. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> but so we call our good friend Melissa, and Melissa comes to Adam's office, and she's like, "It's December. Why don't you talk about Christmas?" And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> "I was like, I don't know how that's gonna go over." And at first, Adam fought a little bit on it. He I kind did. of pushed back. But then after we got some ideas flowing, we were like, okay, what if we take a different approach to Christmas? Yeah. Kind of like what we're doing with our series at church right now. 
um, we're kind of talking through a different approach to Christmas. Yeah. So most of our most of the podcast stuff has not mirrored or gone along with or paralleled, I guess, right. what we've been teaching at church because the podcast audience, you guys are a different audience. I mean, some right. of you have. You have your own churches. You have different places. You right. know, different. You don't live in this area. You know, everything's not connected to yeah. the church that I pastor, and obviously Chloe works for as well. Um, so that none of them have really paralleled. But right. this is the first ever Christmas for the Messy Walk podcast. So Merry um, Christmas, a messy walk Christmas. <laughs> messy walk Christmas. This is the first one, and this is going to be a messy walk yes. Christmas right here. <laughs> um, so that is the first one, and as we get to talking through it, um, what. Melissa said was, is like, well, Adam, you don't like Christmas, so why don't you talk about that? Right. Um, so some of you are going to hate me already off the bat because <laughs> some of you, that's like heresy. Right. To even say, and it actually kind of might be heresy in Die general. hard Christmas. <laughs> well, it's the, um, I not the actual meaning of Christmas. You don't Of course hate. not, right. <laughs> that's not what you're saying. No, but it, so, so what we're going to start off with sort of an intro on why I dislike Christmas. Um, or why I don't look forward to Christmas, right. and then that let us that is going to lead us into sort of on the next few episodes, just talking about some of the struggles that that we're going to experience at Christmas, that people experience at Christmas, but but you and I are going to experience some of these this Christmas because right. we experience them ever every Christmas, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be some people that are going to struggle with some of them um, that are going to be new, right. right? Just the way things have gone down throughout the year or whatever. Right. So. We thought that we would talk through some of those and and just sort of hopefully the conversation will tie back into something that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that I is, think it that will. is applicable, but uh, I think it will. applicable, applicable, <laughs> applicable. Anyway, I think either way. Whatever way. You can <laughs> do either one. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> tomato. It's definitely not tomato. Nobody says that. <laughs> yeah, nobody says that. <laughs> um, so, anyway, let's just jump into it. Let's set the tone. You're going to, some of you are not going to like me at all. And then a few <laughs> of you are going to be big fans now because you agree. Um, so I, I, you know, for a very long time have not looked forward to Christmas, have sort of been irritated by Christmas or like when people are like, oh, it's Christmas season. I'm like, eh, you know, bah humbug. Right, 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 right. thing that you were right, saying right. earlier. Um, and I tried to I've tried to think through over the last couple of hours where that comes from, because it wasn't always like this. Because um, because I'm a so I'm a gift giver. I really like to give gifts. And so um, like. I don't forget birthdays and anniversaries, like whatever that, right. whatever that, um, you know, that common perception of men is that they forget their anniversaries and, you know, they're always going out and getting lame gifts at the last minute. That's not me. Right. So I'm a gift giver. I really like to do that. So you would think that Christmas would be, you know, it makes sense. Um, and, and, you know, historically, like I love getting Valerie things that she doesn't think about or that she's mentioned sometime during the year. Right now, because there's been a couple of times where that has uh, bit me in the butt. Like when we were first married, I think we'd only married a year or two. So now we've been married like 22 years, but um, I think it's 22. Oh, look yeah. at you. You're um, saying, I remember all the anniversaries. I, I remember all the stuff. And you're like, I Our anniversary is easy to remember because we got married in 2000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm whatever the year is, yeah. all we got to do is just say where the number is. Oh, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Right. Easy. Um, so it's about to be 22 years. So yeah. we've been together for a long time. Um, and so I like to listen to things that she says she wants or needs and then remember it and get it at Christmas time. I love it. Well, one year she said uh, that she really wanted a vacuum cleaner. And so we hadn't been married very long. So what I got her for Christmas was a vacuum cleaner. And, man, I was in trouble. 
it was bad. Mm. Anywho, I never did that again. Um, <laughs> but see, what's funny is, is the way your relationships change. Like if, if she said that now and this year I got a vacuum cleaner, we've been married 22 years, she would think that I was the greatest husband ever. Right. But when we've been married a year or two, yes. she thought I was horrible. I feel like we had this conversation we before. So I brought up father of the bride. She gets <laughs> yes, the blender. Yes, yes. Her fiance gets her the blender and she's like, I'm not going to be a housewife. We're yeah. breaking up. <laughs> you know what's funny is after you said that on the episode, I made my kids watch father of the bride. <gasps> Great so we movie. watched it together and Father of the Bride, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I own both yeah. of them. They're yeah. such good movies. It was cool. Side Anywho, note, yeah. <laughs> side note, completely. Um, so I, I, don't, I, don't, I think this roots back to church. I think this roots back to being in ministry, this whole disliking Christmas or not looking forward to it. Um, so I'll give you some reasons. Um, it, it seems monotonous. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the same thing every year. Um, mm-hmm. Being a pastor is, is extremely difficult for me and I think I think this is true about a lot of pastors a lot of the friends that I have that are in ministry and stuff like that colleagues they sort of feel the same way now a couple of them are like crazy about Christmas so they don't really fit in this mold but a lot of them when you go into the Christmas season you, you feel like you're teaching on the same thing every single year at the same time but yet you have to pull something new or right. something fresh or some different perspective out of it and you're doing that for the whole month, right? So you're during the month of December, you're sort of teaching through something having to do with Christmas. And so yeah. every year you're using, you feel like you're supposed to use the same scripture. Now I know this is not true. You don't have to do this, right? But there's this, there's this internal pressure, probably created by myself. I'm sure it is, um, of having to use the same scripture, the same main story of Jesus's birth and those main characters, pull out some sort of fresh perspective year after year after year for multiple weeks. And then also at the same time, save something new Mm. and something profound out of that story that you don't share in that three, four weeks so that you can share on Christmas Eve um, and Christmas services, right? Christmas Eve Eve is what we do here and Eve now. Um, and so it, 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 there's a lot of pressure there with that. It also feels like it's the same thing. So when we are laying out our teaching and preaching stuff for the whole year, um, most of the time when I throw out the Christmas idea um, and what I want to teach them for Christmas, the team doesn't even balk. They just go, yeah, whatever. You're going to change that anyway because you're not going to like this. And you know, it's always hard to come up with it. And so yeah. I, think that, I think it roots back to that. Um, and that's one of them. And then there's a little bit of Scrooge in me. There's a little bit of bah humbug in me. There's been a lot of laziness as a um, because it's monotonous for me through through church. Oh, gosh, this is a hard. This is hard to say because it sounds like I'm just a really bad pastor, um, but I kind of am in certain ways. Anyway, regardless, um, I'm just being really honest right yeah. now. Like I'm trying to be as honest as I can be about this. Yeah. Um, so this is very transparent. So. Uh, there, there's, you know, there's part of me too that's been a bad father through all this because and husband, um, because it's 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 become monotonous and pressure. All I end up thinking about with Christmas is work, and church and leadership, um, and then that makes me be a kind of a Scrooge at home. And so, like literally, this is true. You're going to think that I'm horrible when I say this, um, but I don't bring up Christmas tree around our houses or anything um, because I don't want to fool with that mess. And so when my wife brings it up, I change the subject. And when my kids bring it up, I change the subject until I can no longer change the subject. And then we get the Christmas tree and put it up. It's what, like you know? Christmas Eve at that point? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sometimes it has been. Yeah. Um, there crazy. was some Right. And there were some times where there was a couple years where Valerie and I, prior to having children, we didn't put up a Christmas tree at all. Yeah. Um, 
But like the last couple of years, we put them up very late. And so there's been this, you know, that, that's me not being a good dad. That's me taking my taking this this thing that's supposed to be, it's quite central to our faith, right? And letting it turn into work, mm-hmm. letting it turn into monotony, letting it turn into one little facet, one little piece, um, almost using Christmas as a tool instead of celebrating what Christmas really is. Mm-hmm. And then letting that bleed over into um, me not leading my family in the right direction, you know, my, my children, like not sharing with them what the with the real reason for the season and the hope that is that yeah. is in the birth of Jesus. I mean, and instead it just being something that we do um, and it being something daddy's got to get through. Yeah. Right. So daddy's got to push through. And this is a lot of work for me. And so it, it ends up being this very selfish view. Um well, those are some of the reasons why I kind of dislike Christmas. I think it all roots out of that, though. Yeah. Um, and so that ends up making me where I was going with the whole Scrooge thing, not putting up a tree, um, being irritated with getting gifts for random people, mm-hmm. like fine with getting gifts for my kids and my wife. No big deal. <laughs> um, and I don't and I'm not a person who spends very much money at all on myself ever. So um, I don't really care for getting gifts. So I like when my when my kids or my wife asks me, "What do you want for Christmas, Daddy?" I'm like, "Nothing. I don't need anything. If I needed something, I'm a grown man. I just go get it." So I'm good, right? Um, but getting them gifts and stuff's cool. But then the random gifts for random people, um, I'm like, I don't understand why we got to go to Grandma's house and exchange gifts with Uncle Mike and Aunt Cheryl and whoever else it may be. Yeah. Um, because they're going to come in and spend some money and give me a gift, and I'm going to come in and spend some money and give them a gift. We could have just kept our money, right, and been like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> you it's know good what to mean? see you. Yeah. Right, right. It's yeah. good to see you. Um, anyway, which is really ridiculous because you know the whole, whole idea of gift giving roots into the gift that is Christmas, right? right? And so there's this, you know, what has happened, it's really sinfulness on my part and taking something that is supposed to be extremely important to our faith and turning it into something that's just monotonous and work. So, you know, and, and, and what I'm trying to say, I guess, is in the end, it's all my displaced um, faith, my displaced hope, hmm. my displaced um, joy, hmm. right? Yeah. And turning it into something that is just a task or a chore. Hmm. And I think our Christian faith is like that a lot, where a lot of times it's this, I mean, we turn so much of, of being a Christian into a task or a chore, um, something that we have to begrudgingly kind of get through, mm-hmm. right? I mean, how often do we teach church, treat church like that? Come on, folks, okay. right? Okay. I mean, I'm a pastor and I treat church like that sometimes, you know? I was just treat, saying that in your office yeah. earlier. <laughs> and we treat church like that all the time. Yeah. We're like, oh. Well, we got to do it. I mean, it's part of being a Christian, you know. Right. I don't really want to go today, right? And right. Or for us, it's like, oh, it's part of my job. Right, like, right, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, I just got to do it. It's just yeah. part of, you know. And, of course, what typically happens is after we go, after we're involved in it, we're like, oh, this is great. But yeah. when we realize that we've been purchased by, by God through the blood of Jesus Christ, all those things are an honor. They're a privilege, you know. And it, we've sort of turned it into this chore. And I think that's what's kind of what's happened with me in Christmas. And I'm hoping that I'm hoping this is transparency. Once you get past, oh, my God, I can't believe the pastor hates Christmas, <laughs> is that you'll realize that there's a lot of this in all of us. 
where we tend to. There's going to be some people that are listening that are going to really identify with this because they, they've seen Christmas as sort of a chore too. And maybe not in the same sense as me of having to preach and teach and lead on it, but, you know, the obligatory gatherings and the obligatory gift givings and the obligatory got to decorate and the obligatory let me let me act like you know it's the season and I'm all excited about it and you know what I mean like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and so for me there's been so it's all been it's all been since I've been if I had to if I had to go back and pick where this happened I think it happened when um I'd been in ministry for a few years, and after you've been in ministry for a few years, you start to see behind the curtain a little bit, um, which is not a bad thing. It's real, you know, um, but before that, I was sort of more enchanted by who Christ is and especially the ridiculous miracle that is yeah. Christmas because yeah. um, it's an insane miracle. Like... Don't get me wrong. The foundation of our faith as Christians is not the Bible, right? right. The foundation of our faith as Christians. Now, I'm not. I'm not pushing back on the Word no. of God, right? At <laughs> I all. Know what I you believe mean. it is yeah. the inerrant, breathed, spoken Word of God yes. written down, right? No doubt. But the foundation of our faith is the resurrection, yeah. Right. Um, but the miracle of Jesus's birth. Is more of a is a crazier miracle than the resurrection is, mm. um, which is which is a big statement, statement right? Yeah, big statement. That's what I was. Yeah, it's a crazier miracle than resurrection mm. because with the resurrection you see. I don't know where this podcast is going, but we'll keep on going. <laughs> with <laughs> the, with the resurrection, you see Jesus who has walked this life and is and his people are watching him, and he's declaring to be the Son of God, and showing power and might, right? You see it. There's miracles. There's all these things happening. He's speaking it. He's talking through it. And then he's telling them, I'm going to get up out of that grave. Now, nobody really really grabbed a hold of what he was saying, but he's saying the whole time, you know, death can't hold me, right? Right. Um, Now, he doesn't say it explicitly, but he says a couple times, you know, um, three days, right? right? I'm coming back. Right. And then he does. With so that's a crazy miracle. Don't get me wrong. Right, right. It's insane. Of course, of course. But the other one is God coming to Earth as a human. Right, right. That starts the whole thing. Right, that begins the whole thing, and and God vacating glory and and position. Hmm. Right, and coming down and being born as a human being into this world. Is a crazier miracle, like this, this is so almost heresy that I'm even saying this, but it, it's a crazier miracle than um, if you really think about them, it's a harder one to get your head around mm-hmm. understanding the the power and might of what Christmas actually is um, than the resurrection. Right. Like, You're not saying one is a bigger deal no, than the other one. All. You're saying right. that one of them is a like. And if you were like weighing like how miraculous well, it's it was, insane. yeah, and, and it's yeah. and it's kind of harder to understand. See, see the the resurrection, the crucifixion, and the resurrection. Jesus is 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 laying the groundwork. He's prompting. He's telling us right when when he pop when Jesus all of a sudden is born right into this world. All that's under the surface, right? Right. I mean, Mary and Joseph kind of know what's going on, right? You know, and and but it's all on the surface. But think about what's happened. Right. God Himself 
has decided and then made it happen to be born into earth and mm-hmm. experience what we experience. It's absolutely nuts. Yes. God was a baby. Right. He took the right. form of a baby. And in, in, in a manger and all this crazy insane. stuff. I mean, just yeah. it's just insane. Um, and, yeah. it, and of course, you don't get... You don't get the crucifixion and the resurrection without the birth right. of God into the world right. who then walks this walk we could not walk, this life right. we could not live, and then is sacrificed as right. sacrificed as the, the lamb for our right. atonement, right? right? Our redemption. So you don't even get the resurrection and the crucifixion without this miracle of the birth of Christ. So yeah. it's an insane miracle. I don't know where I was going with this conversation at all, but it's an insane, crazy, crazy miracle. Yeah. And... I think somewhere along the way, I, of course, I lost sight of it. Um, I don't know why I was saying all this. I'm, I'm completely lost now. <laughs> no, so. no, you were, you're, we're talking about like how Christmas is a bigger deal. Like we just get caught up in the monotony of it. Yes, oh, it's just the yes, same thing yes. every year. But really, it's, it's. I mean, it is the same thing every yeah, year. But yeah. there's something to celebrate about yes, it every yes. year. So before, before. You know, for the first few years of ministry, I was not disillusioned by that. Like, right. I, I thought, that this is insane, right? right? Um, and then what happened was, is I started settling into the chore and the monotony yeah. of church leadership um, and pulling off stuff. And I remember what happened was, is all of a sudden I was experiencing on Christmas Eve having to work, right? And having these Christmas Eve services. Mm-hmm. This was a long time ago. Um and what ended up happening was, is I started to view Christmas as work, and so right. it became it, it began to be something that I was dreading leading into the holidays. Right? right. Um, I was I remember at the church that I was at when I was only I was only maybe three years in the ministry or four years in the ministry. They would do a um, midnight Christmas Eve service. Mm. Midnight. Christmas Eve. It's way past my bedtime. Insanity. <laughs> and so th- that was when I was starting to go like, oh my gosh, God, I- I'd like to be home with my family. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so I started to kind of view it as this thing that I had to get through yeah. and ignoring this massive, ridiculous, insane, the craziest, most insane miracle ever happened. Right. That happened that we celebrate at Christmas, the yeah. birth of God in flesh. Yeah. Right. Him actually with us. Right. right? right. It, it's insane. Yeah. Um, and I, that's where I started, I think, to, to view it as work. Yeah. Instead of being in awe of the miracle of it. That's where Adam Cook started to lose. And it's my fault. It's nobody else's fault. Right, because the church, yeah, well, the church is supposed to lead people mm-hmm. in understanding that and celebrating that, right? And, and that's a that's a privilege right. and a joy and an honor. Right. And I turned it into a task. Right? I mean, how many other things do we like within our Christian faith? Like, how about reading your Bible? Like, Absolutely. oh, I just got to get up in the morning, got to you know read a scripture. Well, do it. How, when did we realize and when did we forget that? Like the Bible says, it's the living word of God. Yeah, they, I mean, God literally gives you. Yes. I mean, you're holding like his diary. Yes. You know? Like that is the word I mean, of God. If you're we, looking for what to do, absolutely. like if you're asking questions about it's all there. So when we touch the Bible, we should literally be like, oh my goodness, like, this is It should insane. be a big deal, but right. we just get so used to it. And it's also crazy to think that like we get so used to it and there are people that still don't have it. Absolutely. And in the same sense of like we get so, we take advantage of our Bibles, like prayer, like you can literally talk to God yeah. right now where you're at. Like that is insane. Like guaranteed he hears you. Now it doesn't guarantee that he's going to do things the way you want him to right. do and it. Right, you don't want him to. Right. right. But I mean, he's going to hear, exactly. You don't right. want, you don't him, want to. him to. You think you want him to. You don't want him to do things your way. But like he literally hears but you. 
what happens with that is it's similar to what I'm talking about with Christmas. Yes, we we turn it into a, a task. task. We're like, oh, I have to do this so that God will like right. me or it something Right. It becomes like monotonous. That. It yeah. becomes something we're supposed to do. Yes. And that's where we start to lose. When we talk about losing the reason for the season or getting back to the reason for the season. Yes. That's what we're referring to. That's what we've lost. Yeah. And... I think that for us to really get back to the reason for the season, we have to do some things quite differently. Right. Um, it's not about circumstances changing. Uh, it's not about changing the people that you're around or having more money or those kind of It's none of that. It's, it's this whole mindset and focus of really being in awe of what has happened that yeah. we celebrate at Christmas. Yeah. And for me, I, I, as a pastor, I just it turned into work. Yeah. Um, it turned into work. There's been a couple. I'm being. We might as well throw it out there now because anybody that we've lost, we've already lost. Them. <laughs> yeah. um, it, there's been times now. Easter not as much for me, but there's been times where Easter was like that. Yeah. And it, and it's so sinful because what ends up happening is, is I feel this pressure of I have to deliver the word the right way. I have to come up with something unique and say it in a unique way and all this stuff. And that is not the way this thing works. I am not that powerful. I am not that good, right? right? It's God, and all I'm supposed to do is just let Him use me as a vessel. Yes. Um, but but it's I turn it I turn it self self centered and inward, and that's yeah. the same thing when we make when we make Christmas or any of these Christian disciplines or things mm-hmm. that we have when we make them into a task. All we've done is made it about us. Right. We've we've turned inward. It's become you know it's it's become prideful. It's become idolatrous, right? And we're at the center of it then, yeah. right? Yep. So instead of me getting to, um, you know, the mindset goes from, uh, I get to do this. I right. get to talk about Christ on Christmas. I get to show people this ridiculous, crazy miracle. It turns into I have to do this. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a dangerous place to be in. Yeah, and I think for us at Christmas, we have to do some things differently. If we really want to, if we really want to make, get back to the reason for the season. Because don't we say that every year? Yes. Like, don't Jesus we every year? Let's right. get back to the real we reason. We got to get back to the real reason Put for the Christ season. Put Christ back in Christmas. Right. Put Christ back in Christmas. <laughs> he never left. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that there's a there's a weird thing about that with, uh, you know, you remember, you don't, you're probably too young for this, Chloe, but when you started to see people in places putting an X for Xmas mm. and Christians lost their mind. Yes. Um, you know, of course, people weren't doing this for that reason, but you know, I've done it before just because it's easier to type. But you know that. <laughs> but I know, didn't mean anything by it. I was not trying right. to be like I'm not going to talk about God right now. It's just there. Like, of course, there were some people that meant that. Right. But that roots back a long ways, where there was a sort of a symbol for Christ and being a Christian, um, where Christians had to do that with each other for fear of persecution. So they would. They would sort of mark it with their foot in the sand and things like that. An X? Yeah. yeah really? Yeah. Are you being dead serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah. And you got to remember, too, that all that all that little X looks like is just a cross leaned over on its side, right? I mean, right. there's so many different ways to look at it. I was off right. track. But anyway, no, but there's so many different ways to look yeah. at that stuff. So, But every year we seem to say the same daggone thing, right? We're going to get back to the real reason for Christmas. we got to right. put Christ back in Christmas, whatever it right. may be. Um, and then we don't do it, and then do it all over again yes. the next year. The next which, year we're like, we're doing it this year. This which, is the reason. Yeah, season. which means yeah. it's not going to be some physical thing that you're going to change. Um, if I took off the month of December, right, and I said I'm on vacation, 
and uh, somebody else preached Christmas services and all that stuff. I'm not going to all of a sudden just fix my reason for the season because now I don't have to work, right? right? It's not going to do it. There's something bigger that's there. There's something deeper that's got to be understood Mm. with these struggles of why this thing has become monotonous or whatever. And so when you walk into Christmas this year, we're going to talk about this in the next couple episodes, there's going to be some particular struggles that you're going to face and eliminating those struggles from Christmas is not going to put the reason back in the season. Yeah. Right. It's going to be how you approach those things, what you, where your heart is positioned and focusing on what, who Jesus is, right? not eliminating those pieces. So like we're going to talk through dysfunctional families. I think we're gonna do that next episode. Eliminating your dysfunctional family is not going to uh, all of a sudden put the reason back in the season, no. right? It's going to be you doing something different with that. Yeah. Um, same thing with with loss and um, you know sadness. Um, there's a lot of folks that are going to experience that stuff here at Christmas time. Just elimin- having a new person come in and take that role, or or that person that you're missing all of a sudden coming back, whether that be mm-hmm. from death or whether that be because they left you or whatever it may be. Right. That's not going to fix it either. Mm-mm. Right. Next year you'll be saying the same thing. We got to put the reason back in the season, right? right? You know, it's going to be the way you see it and handle it differently where we get back to this idea of it's not I have to do this, I I get to do this. Yeah. It's, there's it's not a task oriented yeah. thing that's you centered. The biggest problem we have at Christmas, which is why I think we constantly are having to say all the time Let's put the reason back in the season is because we have made Christmas about us, just like we do everything, mm-hmm. just like we do absolutely everything. Give us a second, a hot minute, and we will turn anything into being we're the center of the story. The story is written about us, right? That's why we get so disillusioned with so many things all the time is because we ain't the center of the story. And we're never going to be able to write our story or fix our story with us in the middle of it. Right. The only time we're ever going to be able to put the reason back in whatever season it is you want to talk about or whatever spiritual discipline it is you want to say is when you get out of being the main character. You know, we're right. not the main character. Right. We just get we are blessed by God just to be uh, extras mm-hmm. whose names ain't even mentioned in the in the credits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like none of us are listed in the scripture. So. Uh, we're just extras, right? You know, we're not just even extras. in the credit. We're just that yeah. one little guy in the background, right. um, you know, and that's it. When we realize that, that's when we'll start putting the reason back in the season. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's why Adam Cook has struggled with liking Christmas. Yes. For the most part, there's right. probably some other reasons in there, um, but I think that's primarily it. Right. When I think, really, I really think through it, it really goes back to. When it transitioned for me is when it became, or I, la- I allowed it to become, right. a task and a chore, um, and and this this pressure that I've decided it is on me. Yeah. When God's going, it's not your pressure. This is my message. Yeah. Right. This is my miracle. Yeah. You know. That's been a a very recent for me. That's something that I've been learning is like, so at the church that um adam what did you what was the word you used earlier you're you lead that lead. was it i was gonna say host <laughs> the church. No. we host the podcast yeah 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 so the church that adam leads and i work at um i lead worship um kind of often and for me i get so nervous every sunday i mean which we've talked about 
I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but it's okay to be nervous about things yeah. to a certain extent because that means yep. you care. If you're not nervous, then that means there's a problem. And Absolutely. Adam always says it's time to take a break. Yep. If you're, yep. you know, there's something that you should be caring about, and you're yeah, not. I don't know if you've ever heard me say this before, but the way I say it is, is um, when I, I'm nervous every single time I preach or teach, right. and the times when I realize that I'm not nervous, I know I need a vacation. Right. I need some time off yeah. because there should be. A, a seriousness to the to the task that's at yes. hand that that you should feel the monu- monumental opportunity and moment where God is going to actually yes. be using you like He does all the time, right? But yeah. you you got this responsibility. Yeah. You should feel some nervousness from some responsibility. Yeah, but not not to, me, right? Right, like super freaking out every Sunday or like having not. It's not even like sometimes. Like when I would get really nervous, it's not regular nerves. It's like almost like this sense of like dread of like, oh my gosh, like what's about to happen? Like, like not expecting something good to come out of it, but just being scared out of my wits. And I have realized recently that it's because I felt like all of it depended Mm -hmm. on if, am I going to sing my best? Is like everything going to go well musically and all of that. And once I don't even remember how it happened. I was listening to a different podcast and it was um, by a girl that she was a worship leader for like, she works with a lot of like younger people, which is what I do with our youth ministry. And she was talking about how like once you realize that it doesn't all depend on you is when you're finally free to actually worship right. while you're doing what you're doing. And that has been such a game changer for me. It's made it less of a task of like, okay, I just got to show up and like, of course it's important to know the songs and to know what you're teaching and all of that. But ultimately like the results are in God's hands. Absolutely. You just show up and you're like, I'm just going to let him use me. And whatever happens, you know, if things go wrong, then like, you know, that's life. Things go wrong. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. But I showed up prepared and I asked God to use me. I made myself available to him today. That's like how you would gauge success. Not, you know, how perfectly You're giving your best in preparation. So you don't use it as an excuse to, to be lazy. Right. Yeah. You know, so you give him your best and you prepare your best. Yeah. And then all throughout while you're preparing, though, you got to remind yourself that this is God's. It's all his. Right. He's going to do what he wants to do with it. And he can use anything. I'm going to try to give him my best, but I'm going to fail through that, too. Right. And then when you get to the moment where it's time to to actually deliver whatever that is. Right. um, In your case, a song or or a moment of worship leading or speaking through something or whatever it may be. At that moment, you've got to know. I've given my best, and right now it's right. all him. Right, and he's going to do what he wants to do with it, and right. he's going to do he's going to do immeasurably more. Right. right, and even with the little mess ups, even with the little mess ups, he's already going to be working through those too. Right, there. This is this is funny that you brought that up because um, I've told this a couple times in various different ways, and we've used it at different moments, but. I was reminded of it today because we were talking through this Christmas idea, and I pulled up some old notes from 2016. Um, and so in 2015, I think it was the first Christmas service that we ever had in our current building. We were in an old YMCA, right? Um, old stinky YMCA is what mm-hmm. I call it. Still kind of smells like feet in certain corners of <laughs> it. Pool. And armpits, right? And yeah. pool, right? <laughs> um, but... Uh, <clears throat> um, Anyway, we were. In, it was the first year we were in their church, and um, we had just high hopes for Christmas that season. And we were had a bunch of services, like six. It was the first time we'd ever done that many, and you know things were really booming. And uh, the before the very first service, um, a gentleman at our church came up to me and told me he said, "My wife's not saved, mm. and I want to pray that she gets saved tonight." Right. 
And I was like, well, game on. Let's do it, right? And I love this guy. He was newer to the church at this point. You know, I didn't know him as well. Um, they're now in my small group. And so yeah. uh, I was like, let's do it. Let's pray for it to happen tonight. And so we go into the first service, and a lot of people get, get, get saved. We go into the second service, and um, lightning strikes the building in between the two services. It is a downpour outside of, like, epic proportions. Like, mm-hmm. Noah is about to float by, <laughs> right? Yeah. All the animals are getting gathered up. I and mean, it's like right. crazy night of rain, and yet there's tons of people there. And in that service where – where most of um, where where all the electronic stuff stopped working, no screens, no lights. We had to go back to the old pool lights, turn them on, and you could hear them going the whole yeah. time. And then every now and then, you know how those old lights would just cut off, yep. and then they randomly turn back on like an right. old street light. Um, and more people got saved at that service with all that junk gone. Yeah. And everything that we had planned on, all these little special things that we had planned for, right? Right. These videos and different elements and the lighting and all this stuff that I love. I love all that stuff. Right. Right. Um, none of it. None of it worked. Right. And yet, more people got saved at that service than they did any other service the rest of the night. Now, then we get some of the stuff back on, but not all the stuff back on before right. we go into the rest of the services. Right. Right. And so we go into the last one of the night, and people are people are accepting Christ at every single one of these services, right. where nothing is really still going like it's supposed to. The only one that went like it was supposed to was the first one, and there was a torrential downpour outside when it was going on. Right. right. And we go into the last service, and don't you know the very last person? who accepts Christ that night at the very last possible moment is that guy's wife that I was talking to and we prayed for. And yet through all of that, all the stuff that we were planning on did not work. It was all broke. Right. right? Lights are buzzing and it'll make no sense and it's weird. One projector's out, one projector's on. You know, like everybody was sort of, sort of disheartened by the fact that that stuff wasn't working. And yet, right, we gave God our best preparation, mm-hmm. best we could give, right? right? Most prepared we've ever been for Christmas service. Yeah. And it did not go as well as we thought. And yet still, though, God was in control, like you were saying a minute ago, and he used it exactly how he wanted to use it. Yeah. And I think he used those the, the stuff that we thought was a mess up, mm-hmm. right? You know, I think he used those pieces. We'll never know the way in which that is. You know, like right. my daughter Olivia is a singer and and um, – and, She'll ha- she'll sing something and she'll be like, "Did you hear that voice crack?" Like, and she it drives her crazy. Yeah. I can't believe I had this voice crack. And I was thinking one day, I was like, maybe that voice crack was the moment where somebody's attention it got somebody's attention in a different way yeah. than it would have before, right? Yeah. At the right particular word, the right particular lyric, right? right. We're never going to know the way in which God has used. You know the things that we presented in a good way, and we're never going to know the things that we presented in a way that somehow or another got messed up because it's just, just life, right. or that we screwed up even right. though we were prepared. And he's going to use them in some profound way. Right. That's the that's the that's the um, and I'm horrible at doing this, right? So I'm probably not the wrong person to be preaching it, but that that's the right. <laughs> that's the way we've got to go into those things, like you were talking about. Is that you know he's the one doing the work, and I'm going to give my best, right? But at the end of the day, he's in charge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's freeing. It's the most freeing thing. Like once when I heard her say that on that podcast that like it doesn't depend on you. Like just be prepared, show up, worship. I was like, Oh my gosh. You like, know what you're doing right there? You're taking you out of the center of it. 
See, exactly. before, before it was about you then. Exactly. I was so worried about how am I going to do? How is this going to sound? How Me, me, me. If I don't do this right, right. then that's going to limit this. Right. That means you were the main character. Right. Right. And that's, and that's what we do all the time. Right. And that's been the struggle with me with this whole Christmas thing yes. is, you know, it, it was me Pretty. turning it about me is what it was. Yeah. And right? God uses our mistakes. I mean, mm-hmm. if he if we believe that he uses our mistakes in every other situation of life, but we can't believe that when we're doing something for him and we accidentally mess it up a little bit and he can't use it, then like we clearly don't actually believe that he can use all of our mistakes. Right. We just believe in within a certain context, he can use our mistakes. Right, you know? right. Certain yeah. contexts and yeah. certain things yeah. and certain people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not you, you know? You know, we, we always are talking about like what we're talking about now is, you know, you don't want to steal God's glory, right? So it can't be all about you. One right. of the easiest ways for you not to steal God's glory is don't steal his responsibility. Mm. If you don't steal his responsibility, then it's a lot harder to steal his glory. Right. Right. So if you, you know, you don't don't take the things that God is supposed to be responsible for and make yourself responsible for them. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's that's one of the easiest ways to I think for us to think through I don't want to steal the glory of God. I don't deserve the glory. I know that. I know right. that in my heart, right? I don't deserve any glory, but I will grab his responsibility. And at the end of the day, I'm holding his responsibility. And then therefore, in some way, at least in my own head, I'm getting his glory too. Yeah. You know, it's a yep. dangerous spot to be. It's true. So there's That's a bunch true. of rambling about Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about Christmas <laughs> and why Adam doesn't like Christmas and what we're going to be talking about these next few weeks. So do you have more of a sneak peek that you want to give of the next few weeks? Or I think do we just next, leave next it? week we'll talk about... Um, some of these things that you're going to walk into at Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, like dysfunctional families. Right. I think so, we mentioned this a little bit yeah. ago, but it yeah, might but have gotten okay. forgotten. This is yeah, a yeah. Very random, all over the place conversation. <laughs> it's been pretty good, though. I think I'm going to stop drinking this coffee because it's probably too much. Right. My chair keeps popping because I'm too fat. Right. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. This is a messy walk Christmas. We're it just is. keeping it real. We're letting the conversation kind of happen and seeing where And it we goes. didn't lie to them and tell them that this was on purpose. No. So, no, this is not. Know. We're just trying something new and yep. something different and hoping that you guys are able to follow with all of our randomness. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll be talking the next few weeks about um, how would you describe it? I'm trying to figure out how to like give it words. I, I overall, think overall is um, if you're gonna try, if you're gonna really do something different this season, if, if the yes. reason for the season is gonna actually come back into the season yes. this year, then it's not going to be getting um, rid of getting ABC. rid of these things. Yeah. It's gonna be how you handle them instead, yes. doing them different, like yeah. doing Christmas different. Yeah, right. That's what I'm trying to do this year. All that set up a few minutes ago. Um, and then also what we're teaching on currently at church is really driven in Adam Cook needs to do Christmas different this year. Yeah. Right. I, I need I need to put the hope back where the hope belongs, right. the responsibility back where the responsibility belongs, and the glory back where the glory belongs. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I don't know if that worked, but we're going to go with it that works. as a it summation. Works. I like it. I like it. That is the summary of what we're going to be talking about these next few weeks. So thank you guys for joining us today for a little bit of a different episode of the Messy Walk podcast. Um, we will be back again next week with another episode continuing this. I don't know if we could call it a series because it's kind of short. It's a series-ish. Yeah. It's just going to be more of a conversation. It's, it's about, a season. Yeah. <laughs> it's a season. That's right. Right. It's a season. Of, it's a season of yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about um, getting back to making Christmas what it's supposed to be yeah. about and not making it about ourselves. So be sure to tune in for that. Um, follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram and all that so you can keep up with when we release new podcasts, which is every Wednesday. And we will be back again next week with another we'll see episode. You. See you next week. Yeah. Thank Bye. you. Bye.
Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.